For great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts, the TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio. TNT. TNT. Tommy Kratz are why we can't have nice things. Today is Thanksgiving Day in the United States, a day set aside by George Washington for Thanksgiving and prayer that our nation was even able to be formed. And then by Abraham Lincoln, declared a national holiday in thanks for the Union winning the Battle of Gettysburg, preserving our Union, preserving our nation. Every day should be a day of Thanksgiving. We Catholics give thanks at every Mass. That's one of the integral parts of Mass. One of the purposes is Thanksgiving. Be that as it may, it's important to set aside at least one day where nationally we can come together as one people, give thanks to our Lord for the multitude of benefits and the tremendous bounty with which we've been blessed. But no, we've got to disrupt, we've got to deconstruct, we've got to make it all about them. Pro-Hamas demonstrators stay just sit in today in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, a time-honored tradition which I was pleased to witness five years ago today. A friend of mine's daughter was marching in the parade. She was a competitive cheerleader and they invited cheerleaders from across the country, elite cheerleaders. So she was honored to do it two years in a row. And they marched and cheered throughout the parade and they did a nice cheer routine in front of Macy's on 34th Street. Of course, we were on 6th Avenue because again, Kratz are why we can't have nice things. They had to erect 18 inch high curbs in Times Square to keep a certain group of people, the same group of people that staged the sit-in today, from driving vehicles into pedestrians. So to keep pedestrians safe, we had to put up 18-inch barriers, which prevents the parade floats from going down Broadway. I mean it when I say leftists are the reason we can't have nice things. They ruin everything because they're so naive. They're so stupid. They live in this ivory tower, pie-in-the-sky utopia that doesn't exist, never has, never will. And we're the ones that end up paying the price because we can't have nice things. Because every time we create something nice, they have to destroy it. A lot of people are saying today is a day that commemorates genocide. No, it doesn't. The pilgrims threw the feast in 1621 to thank the Wampanoag Indians who helped them through their horrible first winter, who taught them about the three sisters, beans, corn, and squash, who taught them how to use fish to fertilize the poor soil. Today was a day of unity right from the very start. It's the forces of disunity that want to ruin today, that want to call it a truth-giving well, here's some truth. Knock it off. If you don't like it, leave. Plenty of other places in the world that have tried your policies, miserably failed everywhere they've been tried. Go to Venezuela, go to Iran, go to Syria, go to Lebanon, go to Brazil, go wherever the hell you want. Just get out. Seriously, I've had enough. I think we've all had enough. In the moon bats that 
jump at the latest thing whatever their tv tells them to be passionate about they're so passionate well guess what we're passionate about a lot of things too we're passionate about our country we're passionate about our families we're passionate about our god we're passionate about our flag and we're passionate about a normal existence where people could just have differing opinions and still be best friends i had a delightful conversation with Alan Dershowitz a few weeks ago. I don't agree with Alan on practically anything, but there's a lot we agree on. And the most important thing we agree on is the United States Constitution, about the United States of America, and about how blessed we are as a nation. Likewise with Bill Barr and a host of others. So what if we have political differences? That means we don't get to invite each other to Thanksgiving dinner? Come on come on and it's always the left that's butthurt you don't see the right looking to censor people's opinions on Thanksgiving or any other day you don't see the the right reporting people to the fact checkers and to Facebook monitors no so just knock it off Sarah Sanders Huckabee or Huckabee Sanders put it best this next election is a choice between crazy and normal well i put it to you that it's not just the next election that's a choice between crazy and normal it's every single day so join me in choosing normal i'm timothy shea this is the reckoning why not give tnt radio a follow we're on all the major social platforms including facebook x instagram gab and getter Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's news talk, TNT Radio. The facts, no spin or agenda. Not enough with the lies, we need the facts. This is today's news talk radio, TNT. Amidst dealing with an FBI probe related to his campaign's fundraising, New York City Mayor Eric Adams has just been hit with accusations by a woman who alleges in a $5 million lawsuit that he sexually assaulted her when he was working as a police captain back in 1993. Here with the story joining me now is TNT radio news producer, Adam Clark, AKA Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. And happy Thanksgiving to you, uh, by the way. Uh, Thank so, you, sir, back at you. Yeah, this is, this is from 30, 30 years ago. This right? is crazy. Well, what is going on? How does this happen? This couldn't possibly be the same sneaky thing that they did with E. Jean Carroll, which allowed her to go after Trump 30 years later. Oh, wait, actually, it is. It's the exact same thing. And let's this, not uh, forget crazy Blazy Ford going after Justice Kavanaugh. So Hill going after Clarence Thomas. Yep. So this is this we're seeing a bunch of these happen, actually. But this is it's about to stop, I believe, the the deadline for this. Um, this was a 2022 state law that enables alleged victims of sexual offenses for which the statute of limitations has expired to file civil lawsuits against their supposed attackers. And the deadline for this is coming up uh, on November 20, no, tomorrow, Friday, Friday's the last day. So that's why you're probably seeing today a lot of headlines about random celebrities, stars. And now also who on earth did Eric Adams tick off? I wonder who could it be? Who could it be? All right. But yes, Mr. Adams has been named as one of the defendants in a lawsuit, which was filed late Wednesday by an unnamed 
woman, the accuser, who's seeking at least $5 million in damages. The New York State Court summons filed against Mr. Adams, a former police officer, did not offer specific details about what happened, saying only that, quote, the nature of this action is sexual assault, battery and employment discrimination on the basis of plaintiff's gender and sex retaliation, hostile work environment and intentional infliction of emotional distress, end quote. Wow, that's a mouthful. The summons also names as defendants the city of New York, the New York Police Department's Transit Bureau, the NYPD's Guardians Association, a fraternal organization that represents black officers, along with three unknown entities. We're just going to sue a bunch of people just to make it look legit, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Mr. Adams denied the allegations in remarks to CBS, telling the outlet that the claims made against him by the accuser, quote, absolutely did not happen, end quote, and that he doesn't even know her. Mr. Adams said, quote, I don't even recall who this person is. I never recall even meeting them. I've spent my life protecting people. I've spent my life giving back, and I'm going to continue to do that. There's a lot going on in the city, and I'm focused on making sure that it's done. But this absolutely never happened, and it's just unfortunate, end quote. Earlier, a City Hall spokesperson released a statement to media outlets denying the allegations. The spokesperson said, quote, the mayor does not know who this person is. If they ever met, he doesn't recall it, but he would never do anything to physically harm another person and vigorously denies any such claim. End quote. The accusation against Mr. Adams was among a number of complaints, as I indicated, filed this week against public figures under New York State's Adult Survivors Act, which allows lawsuits like this one to be filed in court, even if the statutes of limitations have run out. Uh, I covered that. So that's why you're probably going to hear about uh, there's some famous male celebrities getting hit with this in recent days. Rapper Sean Diddy Combs, actor Jamie Foxx, and uh, just recently two Guns N' Roses frontman Axl Rose. Some saw the accusation against Mr. Adams as suspicious and sought to portray it as potentially political, given his public criticism of President Joe Biden as New York faces an unprecedented illegal immigration crisis. That might be what the mayor was referring to when he said, we've got a lot going on. <laughs> um, the End Wokeness account on X said in a post, quote, Mayor Eric Adams finally had the guts to call out Biden for the border crisis. Almost immediately after, the FBI opened a bribery investigation against him. Then they seized his phones and iPads. Now a liberal activist came forward and is accusing him of sexual assault from three decades ago. End quote. I must say, Timothy, if uh, Mayor Adams was of a different political party that started with the letter R rather than the letter D, I wouldn't find this surprising at all. But it is kind of shocking to witness this uh I don't know, maybe textbook example of uh, when they say them eating their own. We'll just leave it at that. What do you think? I'm not surprised at all. This is a classic example of how the left will not tolerate even one millimeter deviation from the official narrative. If you go outside the lines on any issue at all, doesn't matter what the issue is, all of a sudden you're ostracized, you're penalized, you're victimized just the way Republicans are. The big problem that people on the left make is that they think that their special interest group is special. It's not. We've already seen the Democrats throw blacks under the bus, women under the bus. You know, I, I said that the women at the NCAA swimming championships last year should have all walked off that pool deck 
and let Billy swim all by himself. Mock him by making him swim all by himself. You want to be an NCAA champion? Go nuts. You're the only one in the pool. You couldn't lose. NCAA is corrupt. All of our organizations are corrupt because they keep adhering to the latest narrative. Whatever it is, they get their marching orders and they all get in lots lockstep. And if you if you're not in lockstep, if you're you know one millimeter outside the line, they go after you just as they go after anybody else. Homosexuals have been thrown under the bus in favor of transsexuals. Hispanics have been thrown under the bus in favor of illegal migrants. Everybody gets thrown under the bus. And the biggest shock coming for them, they're all going to get thrown under the bus by the Muslims eventually because it's a totalitarian political philosophy that's looking to rule the world. They don't care that you're their ally now. They're your, your useless, your useful idiots that are doing their bidding by getting rid of the competition. You know, these people are just arguing over who the last one to be thrown under the bus is. That's what it's all about. I have no great love for Eric Adams. He has destroyed, he and his predecessor have destroyed my beloved New York City. Five years ago today, I was at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And it was such, it was so great to be back in the city. And I got to take a friend of mine to Lombardi's for pizza and John's a bleaker for pizza and over to Hudson Malone for their spectacular third L burger, the best burger in New York. And it was just great to be back in the city. It's vibrant. It's lively. It's a wonderful place, or at least it used to be. It's not anymore. It's turned into a third world shithole. And Eric Adams is largely responsible for that. So I don't have any love for him. However, intellectual honesty compels me to support him wholeheartedly in this. It's apparent to everyone what's going on here. They're going after him because he dared disagree with the official leftist narrative. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, at least it sure appears that way. Obviously, we cannot prove that. And let's let's uh, just wait and see. Allegedly. There, yeah, are we no, covered? To, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Legal. Are reportedly. we covered? <laughs> use lots of these Lee words, right? <laughs> but yeah, Timothy. And then, you know, of course, there's that other fascinating thing. My, I could care less, to be honest with you. I'm not saying I care less about sexual assault um, or sexual assault accusations, but that's not the big the big one that they're going to go after him with. Uh, if they're going to actually take him out using their tactic here, it's going to be that that FBI probe into right. his fundraising stuff and the, what was it, a new Turkish consulate building. So I'm keeping my eyes on that one. Um, the other thing is like, yeah, this is just kind of adding insult to injury. Um, it I is. Think and you know what's the worst thing about this? And the Eugene Carroll and the crazy Blazy Ford and the Anita Hill allegations. They cheapen and demean and unfortunately diminish true allegations of sexual harassment, true allegations of sexual abuse, of rape. So when someone is telling the truth about it, be it male or female, by the way, they're not believed because of all these boy cries wolf allegations. And, and that's a real problem. You know, with the Catholic Church, we have the sexual abuse scandal, and it, it is a scandal. It was horrible. But at the same time, there were human nature being what it is. There were a lot of fortune hunters. You know, we had a very good friend who was a priest used to come out to our cottage at the lake all the time. 
And on occasion, he would be going back into the city. I would have to go back in for a basketball game or something, and he would drive me back into the city. It was just he and I in the car. He's now dead, unfortunately, much too young from liver cancer. Who's to say that he didn't sexually abuse me if I raised that allegation, which would have been entirely false. But if I had been a fortune hunter and said, yes, he, he sexually abused me on those car rides, he's not here to defend himself. So it cheapens and demeans actual victims. And, and that's very troubling. Well said, Timothy. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's James Freeman. I think at this point now, I'm disgusted that the UK has not called for an immediate ceasefire. The British government is usually quick to condemn many countries around the world for breaking international law. So what is different here? Yes, what Hamas did was terrible. And yes, it needs to be addressed. But whatever Hamas did does not justify the deliberate bombing of civilians because no one can say that it's not deliberate. Um, you can't merely say that civilians deaths in their thousands are acceptable collateral damage. You can never say that, not with these numbers. It is deliberate what is going on. I'm seeing numbers of around 10,000 dead now, including 4,000 children. And that was two days ago those numbers came in. Innocence in all of this. Um, they've never voted for this and they have no say whatsoever in any of it. 3,000 people were killed in the 9-11 attacks in the US and the world looked on in horror and yet 4,000 children have been killed by Israeli bombs and too many dismiss this saying that Israel has the right to defend itself. James Freeman on today's News Talk TNT Radio. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours, where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk tntradio.live online 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 streaming be a part of the conversation i stream it all at work and i stream it to my phone and listen to it wherever i go tnt my pen is my sword diane weber biederman is the mother of three and grandmother of nine an author chaplain journalist blogger and speaker who's passionate about religion ethics politics and mental health she's been published in many media outlets including huffington post canada and canada free press as well as the Israel National News. I'd like to welcome to The Reckoning, Diane Peterman. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming in. Of course, uh, our Canadian friends had their Thanksgiving a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah. We appreciate you coming and sharing ours. And I should say, not welcome to, but welcome back. We had a lovely conversation uh, just a few months ago. Uh, Diane, right. it's a very frustrating time right now because yeah. especially here in the United States, I don't know what the situation is up in Canada, but our universities now are just rife with anti-Semitism, with attacks on Jews, physical attacks on Jews, with defacing the White House with swastikas and other uh, indications of hate. And it seems 
And so university professors, a lot of corporations, mainstream media are all supporting this. I, I, I never thought I'd see this again, but here we are. Um, I've written several books. Uh, the one I wrote, The Serpent and the Red Thread, The Definitive Biography of Evil, I explained how the German people were made ready for someone like Hitler. In the late 1700s, the Jews were have always been the scapegoat, but it started in the media, then in the schools, in the government, they had flyers, they had organizations, all of them talking about the Jewish people and how horrible they were. And they were set up for when Hitler arrived, the Aryan Christ. If you look what's been going on for decades now, but particularly when the West decided to invite people into our country whose uh, belief system, whose ethic was diametrically opposed to everything that the founding fathers believed in. When we did that, we made it possible for their different ideology to spread in the media, in the schools and government. If you look back in the past, Qatar and Saudi Arabia have spent billions of dollars in Middle East studies in America. The people that supported Middle East studies, I don't know this for a fact, I'm just guessing, supported people that got into Congress who brought with them their Islamic ideology. And I think that's why we're having so much trouble. That and the fact that there are 15 million Jews worldwide. We are the oldest living people, 3,500 years of Jews with the same language, law, culture, and religion, and yet we only have 15 million. The 800s brought us Islam, and today there are 2 billion Muslims. And when you read the teachings, and I did write a book about Islam, the Islamophobia industry, the insidious infiltration of Islam into the West, Islam, one of the major teachings of Muhammad and Allah is that the world will not be a good place until every single Jew is murdered. This isn't some secret. It isn't hidden away. It's right up front in their teachings. Their prayer, the Al-Fatiha, verse 7a and 7b, attack Christians and Jews. They, when you read the commentaries about the people who've gone astray, it's Christian people who are considered stupid because they didn't accept Allah. This is allowed in our schools, our government, and sadly, in our media. And if you're asking me why we are we, where we are today, I blame mainstream media. I've been thinking about this since I wrote my article, which interested you that if Trump had been president, there would never have been the October 7th mass massacre. I blame mainstream media for the evil that has taken over our world today. They are the propaganda outlet for every left-wing government around the world, and all of them, all of them have been infiltrated with Islamic uh, philosophy and ideology. They have. In fact, the Muslim Student Association, which is on campuses throughout the country, is directly tied to the outlawed terrorist organization, Muslim Brotherhood, and yet they're still allowed to flourish. Likewise, CARE, likewise, the other 
quote unquote, Islamic organizations. It, mm -hmm. it interests me how the left always tries to portray us as fearful, right? We're homophobes. We're Islamophobes. We're not fearful. We're warriors. We're calling out what we see. Islam is not a religion. Allah is not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is Allah was a desert moon God that was worshipped at the Kaaba before Muhammad was even born. Every single Islamic quote-unquote holy site lies atop a pagan, Jewish, or Christian holy site. It is a political philosophy of conquest. They believe that everyone is born Muslim, so if you quote-unquote convert, you're actually reverting because you were, you were typically born Muslim. That's not true. Yes. Right. They also believe that wherever any Muslim sets their foot, that territory belongs to Islam. It's how Islam spread across Northern Africa and across right. into India and even into Southeast Asia as quickly as it did back in the seventh century. And quite right. frankly, they are behind everything bad that's happened in the last 30 years because they're funding leftist organizations you know I, I said in my opening these leftists think that the muslims are their allies they're not they're just hoping to be the last ones thrown under the bus i guess because it's coming i i think the word phobia it's an it's important to define these words a phobia is considered an irrational fear you know exactly. like you have a, a fear of of spiders or I, I don't know, pumpkins. It's an irrational fear. I would suggest that to be afraid of someone who's who's a homosexual is an irrational fear. It's just a matter right. of understanding their way. But when you say to me, particularly me as I am Jewish, that I have an irrational fear of Islam is a lie. My fear of Islam is rational. When you state, like Hitler did, that we have to get rid of the Jews, I don't suffer from Hitler phobia or Nazi phobia. Exactly. I don't have an irrational fear of Nazis, Hitler, or Islam. I do know there are people that are trying to reform Islam. I've spoken with them. I've read their books. The problem is if you do not get rid of your prayer that calls out Jews and Christians, if you do not deny what Allah said about you must kill every Jew, I don't know how you reform Islam, but I, I don't also think it can be reformed for that very reason. And indeed, I would submit that not being afraid of a group of people that wants your eradication, that would be irrational. You're listening to The That's Reckoning right. on TNT Radio. Turn on the news. News, 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 news flash. TNT Radio News. TNT Radio News. This is James O'Neill. The newly appointed Foreign Secretary, Lord David Cameron, has landed in Israel, where he met with officials following the pause and fighting agreement between Tel Aviv and Hamas. Irish police said five people, including three young children, had been taken to hospital on Thursday following what local media said was a stabbing in Dublin city centre on Thursday. Prime Minister Leo Varadkar said police had detained a suspect. We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 
365. We never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth, from government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's News Talk. This is TNT Radio. Diane, you mentioned the possible reform of Islam. I don't know that that's possible because the people that we consider, we in the West consider, quote unquote, good Muslims, the ones that disavow violence, the ones that don't want to eradicate Christians and Jews, Muslims view them as heretics. Right? They're no better than Christians and Jews in the main Muslim community, which looks to impose its will everywhere around the world. But the, the, you know, the ironic thing is, if there were no Christians and Jews at all, we would still have holy wars because the Shiites and the Shias would still be at each other's throats. Because this is a politics of division. It's a politics of control. It's a politics of domination. It's 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 cloaked in the trappings of religion. They use our religions, religious tolerance against us. They laugh at us for being so tolerant of them. And you said earlier in the show how their beliefs are antithetical to those mm-hmm. of us in the West. I would argue that people like Rashid Talibaba and uh, Ilhan Omar and others should be removed from Congress because they took an oath to the Constitution, and yet their beliefs are for Sharia, not for the Constitution. Survey after survey, you know, you talk about good Muslims. How can I talk about good Muslims when 80% of the people in Gaza support what Hamas did on October 7th, and 89% think that Israel should no longer exist? How can I say that these are good people? I, I agree. And the, the problem is, again, I bring you back to mainstream media all over the world started to question, well, what did you expect? You're an occupier. Israel doesn't occupy Gaza. Gaza no. was given freedom in 2005. But more importantly, how can you ever suggest that massacring 1300 civilians is acceptable? How could you ever, you know, they don't want to show the video of what was done in Israel. I am a proponent that it should be shown. There could be a warning on television. Sure. We're showing it. If you don't want to see it, don't look. But when you, I've, I've said this, and I, I hope people take this the way I mean it. At least the Nazis had the decency to kill the Jews before burning them. These people took a baby, put it in an oven in front of its parents and burned it. Now, you want to tell me that Jews should sit down and talk peace with people who do this? And yet the media within two or three days, oh my goodness, Israel's going to respond. Muslims could die. What other yeah, country? We need to have a ceasefire. We need to have right. a ceasefire. Where fire. were the calls for ceasefire after Pearl Harbor? That's right. But only if you pay attention to modern history, the only country ever forced to have a ceasefire is Israel. Right. Only Israel. And it's immediate. It's immediate. As soon as Israel's attacked, you've got all the the the, uh, neocons, the Democrats, they're all out there saying, we urge 
calm and that cooler heads prevail and tolerance mm -hmm. and proportionality. Mm -hmm. That's their big yeah. thing. It's got to be a proportional yeah. response. Okay, you want a proportional yeah. response? But you see, that's the thing. They know that Israel is too good to kill 14, uh, 1,400 women and children that's simply right. to have a proportional response. Now, the proportional right. response is simple. We're going to wipe out Hamas. If you don't want hospitals and schools bombed, then tell Hamas to stop using hospitals and schools and women and children as human shields. It's as simple as that. I agree. And I also believe that if Donald Trump were president today, first of all, this massacre would never have happened. I agree. He had Iran on its knees when he left. He had sanctioned them. He had stopped the sale of oil. He didn't give them billions of dollars like Obama Hussein, Barack Hussein Obama. Pardon me. I, I call him Obama because he's an Amalekite that read your Bible. You'll find out. Yeah, I understand. And so Iran would have been on its knees. There would have been no money for Hamas and Hezbollah, the Houthis, and all the other Muslims that are trying to kill the Jews and destroy the one democracy in the Middle East and North Africa. But had this still happened, no way Donald Trump would have called Benjamin Netanyahu and said, try to, you know, hold back. You don't want any, you know, innocent people to die. If the right. Gazans don't want to die, Israel warned you we're coming. Move south. Oh, that was a terrible thing to do. Well, there yeah, are a lot. They spread leaflets. They spread leaflets they, warning people. Always. Israel does knocking on buildings to warn people, get out. But that's not good enough for the left because the Jew today, like before Hitler, is the evil group of people. And if we just killed all the Jews, life would be better. And that exactly. story happened in 1967. I wrote my first letter to the Toronto Star asking them after the war because of the way they reported it. So I said, do you think the world would be a better place if there were no Israel? And what year is this? And where are we today? The same thing. Kill the people who brought the ethic of freedom to the world. By killing us, you cancel. This is cancel culture. You cancel the people who gave the ethic of freedom that John Adams and George Washington loved so much. They thought of calling America Zion. There was talk of the language of America being Hebrew. And Adams said explicitly that we are taking the ethic that the Jews gave to the people that Jesus shared and Paul proselytized as the foundation of America. Well, if you start canceling the people that gave you the ethic, one day someone will turn around and say, well, who said that in the first place? Well, that's exactly right. I'm Roman Catholic, and I was instilled from a very young age. I went to Catholic school my entire educational career, except for two years in college, to Catholic schools. And it was very clearly taught to us that it's a Judeo-Christian heritage, right. that our Catholic faith, re faith rests firmly upon the foundation of Judaism, that the Jews are our elder brothers and sisters in faith. One of the most uh, transformative moments of my life, I took a course in the Holocaust in college, and yeah. our professor, Michael Dubkowski, brought in a Holocaust survivor. And this woman gave us her personal testimony. And then she had us line up, Diane. Mm. And she rolled up her sleeve and she made each mm. one of us. I, I tear up even just thinking about this memory. 
She made each one of us run our finger across the tattoo that was on her forearm. And she said to each one of us, don't ever let this happen again. Right. And yet, and meanwhile, we are. We are. You're listening if to you... The Reckoning on TNT Radio. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. A very interesting study has come out. The top 1% of wage earners in the world produce 99% of the emissions of CO2. Now, if CO2 were bad, that'd be a big problem. But it's not bad. But it's very interesting the way they came up with that. The number one producer of CO2 with 1.3 billion people is China. So the Chinese have to be consuming more CO2 than, let's say, the United States. And they do five to ten times more. But that's interesting. Is this study saying that the average wage in China is higher than the average wage in the United States? I seriously doubt that. And the answer is not with CO2. It has to do with the system, the system of capitalism and freedom, which of course is being taken apart in the United States and other areas in the West versus the Chinese system. Now we continue to see China thumbing its nose at the rest of the world as they have produced 137 coal plants in the last two years and continue to build them like mad. And yet they say, oh, well, we're going to be carbon neutral by 2050. By 2050? I thought the world's ending within 10 years. What good is carbon neutral by 2050? They're not going to be carbon neutral anytime in anyone's lifetime and likely in anyone's lifetime that has not been born yet. This is TNT, Climate and Weather Watchdog, Meteorologist Joe Bastardi, asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go, but I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there, providing hot meals, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. To learn more, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. Political neutrality, not with Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Diane, you properly called out the media, but also our schools. A good friend of mine, Stiletto D in Boston, raised holy hell when she went into her granddaughter's school and saw the five pillars of Islam portrayed in the hallway, in the foyer. Big display on the five pillars of Islam. They were teaching all about Islam. They didn't teach Christianity. They didn't teach Judaism. But they did teach Islam in that school. We have a high school in Oakland, California last week that flew the quote-unquote Palestinian flag, even though there's no such country, in favor of the American flag. It's our schools. They're indoctrinating our children. These poor mush mushmelons have absolutely no idea that they're spewing hate that is is centuries, if not millennia, old, and that it's, they're on the wrong side of history. That's true. Um, I didn't know about the school. I didn't know about the flags. I have to say that had people said about the black people or gay people or transgender people, the things they've said about Jews, the schools, the government, the police, the FBI, the DOJ, 
they would all be going after them and shutting them down and putting them in prison. So the only way I could look at that is money talks. And there's an awful lot of money coming in from the Islamic countries that are destroying education in America. Um, the thing is, it didn't happen yesterday. It's like, it's always the same story, the lobster, the frog, you take away a little bit of freedom, you take a little weight, and then the next thing you know, you're you're boiling. Um, if you don't mind, Timothy, I'd like to go back to what when you said you met that Holocaust survivor. What I found most frightening on what I saw going on, you know that the signs that were put up of kidnapped babies were taken down by woke leftists who believe they're in the right. First of all, they said it never happened, which is right. frightening in and of itself. But then one organization, I don't know who it is, after taking down those pictures, they put up pictures of cattle that said the cattle were missing. Now, I don't know if they realized what they were doing, but Jews were treated like cattle in the time of Hitler, put into cattle cars, sent to the concentration camps, and then murdered and burned. Someone took down pictures of babies and put up photos of cattle. How do you do this? What What is frightening is the um, Barack Obama gave billions, okay, millions, many millions of dollars to Pearson for Common Core. If you look at what Common Core did, and then look what happened with Pearson, when Obama left office, he and his lovely wife received millions of dollars from Pearson for book and publishing. Not just yeah, not just Barack Obama. And for those that don't know Pearson, P-E-A-R-S-O-N, look them up. They're one of the largest, if not the largest, textbook publisher right. in the world. And it's not just Obama. It's not just his wife. Jeb Bush, Jeb, exclamation oh. mark, Bush was against Common Core when he was governor of Florida and did a great job of keeping Common Core out of Florida schools. And yet, as soon as he left the, the governor's mansion... He yep. signed on with Pearson and became a multimillionaire and started pushing Common Core. That's that's how it happens. It's it's money, um, and it's. I also uh, think it has to do with feminism. Um, I I had three children. I stayed home and raised them till they were all in school full time, and then I did volunteer jobs so that if anyone needed me, I was home. Feminism decided that it was far more important to go to work than to raise children because the government would do it for you. And a lot of people thought, oh, great, I'll be a lawyer, I'll be a doctor. No, actually, you ended up flipping burgers or else making widgets, the vast majority. The cost of daycare, I don't know what it is in the States, but my neighbor, both work, she's a teacher. She told me daycare is $30,000 a year. So she had to plan her children so she could afford the daycare. Why is it that the government didn't make it possible for her to stay home and raise her children? So if you wonder why your children, and I see this in my American grandchildren, have the views that they have, although my American children were all raised by their mothers. When you look what's going on in the schools, you gave up the right to raise your child. I think America is what, six months or a year, and then you have to go back to work? So the government took your child at a year, and then and no, then it's six when months. It was, oh, six yeah. months! I thought you were even younger, and so the child doesn't have a constant 
adult bonding every day is different. So we'll talk about anxiety another time. But these are children who are trained by uh, young people who go in and take care of your kids. And then you have, when they do go to school, you have before and after school care. By the time your child is in high school, the government of the day has trained them. And they have trained them to not love America or freedom. Marxism has taken over. And I, and the mothers are there to hear what their children are learning. So COVID, in a very skewed way, was a gift from yeah. God. I was just going to lab- bring that up. I was just going to bring that up. COVID, the big silver lining of COVID was that dad finally got to hear what was going on in the classroom. That's right. That's right. So, you know, maybe COVID wasn't so terrible, but parents are seeing it now. Um, and and truly, I, I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand why people are thrilled to be hateful. I don't know why anyone with an ounce of decency would tear down pictures of missing children. I mean, do these people take down pictures of missing children in the neighborhood, of dogs that have gone missing, or is it just Jewish kids? Well, and, why would and here's anyone... the thing. It, yes. It's funny. We talk, they, they, they accuse us of Islamophobia, which, as you mentioned, is an irrational fear. Well, they have an irrational hatred. Oh, I guarantee you, Diane, most of these young, mushmelon-headed children, because even if they're in college, mentally, they're still children. Skulls full of mush, as one famous conservative pundit put it. Yeah. They don't know any Jews. They've never yes. been to a Seder. They've never yeah. sat Shiva. They have yeah. no connection to the Jewish community. They have no Jewish friends. They don't even know what it is that they hate. And yet they hate. I would submit to you that that's an irrational hatred. We need to come up with the word like phobia that, that means an irrational hatred and start tagging them with it. You know, let's use Alinsky's rules against them that's and right. start tagging them. Them. with with That's their right. irrational behaviors but but don't forget timothy and i'm not sure a lot of people that watch and listen to your show know this but if you if you listen to palestine media watch it's a it's not a listen it's a email it's a mm-hmm. it's on email pmw he's sh- itamar marcus i've had the pleasure of meeting him he shows you what the students in muslim countries especially the muslims living in gaza judea samaria uh, Jordan, anywhere that the Muslims live in the Middle East, especially Gaza, they are taught from birth to hate Jews. That right. the greatest thing in life that you can do is, yeah. right, is murder a Jew. And not only that, I don't think mothers here understand, the mothers in these places think it is the most wonderful thing in the world for your child to grow up and be a suicide bomber. But now, the Bible, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob said there will be no child sacrifice ever again. That was the story of Abraham and right. Isaac. And yes. he was against the God Moloch because they sacrificed their children. Christianity carried that through. You do not sacrifice your children. Islam, two billion people, what do they teach? There's nothing greater than, than sacrificing your child in the perpetration of murdering Jews. Diane, I've seen several videos. Here. Yeah, I've seen several videos in my life that uh, disturbed me to the point of, of, of tears, where I, I couldn't even articulate a response. The first was 
the treasurer of the state of Pennsylvania here in the United States, who was, I guess, being accused of corruption. He had engaged in some corruption, I guess. And he went into a press conference. And in the middle of the press conference, he pulled out a large caliber handgun, put it in his mouth and pulled the trigger. You watched him commit suicide live. Oh. Uh, it was it was horrific. It shook me. The, uh, the second was the beheading of the journalist, Daniel Pearl. Right. And another is of a beautiful little boy, six years old, seven years old, eight years old, school age, young school age. And all his friends were hugging him and patting him on the head. And he was just beaming, beaming, so proud, so mm -hmm. happy. The adulation he received. And Diane, he had a suicide vest on. Yep. And he, and he went off. And then he, he pressed the trigger mm -hmm. and blew himself up. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't to blow Jews up. It wasn't to, it was to demonstrate to the other boys what they need to do. Oh it was a, it was one of the most senseless deaths ever. I mean, at least as senseless as it is wanting to kill Jews yeah. and Christians, at least if you were to take out some Jews and Christians, you've achieved your yeah. purpose. This boy's purpose was simply to teach the other boys what they needed to do. And, and here's this beautiful little boy who was innocent, who was thoroughly corrupted. That's right. Well, you know, our Bible tells us what happens to those who corrupt the children better yes. than a millstone be put around their neck and right. they thrown into the sea. But uh, this is, it, it, we've got this to is, eradicate this hate right, right and, where it and, starts. And this is the problem. I don't know if your listeners are familiar with a man named Richard Dawkins, but he talked yes. about, yes, cultural means. He said, you pass down generation through generation values and ethics the same way that eye color can be passed down. It becomes part of you, but you don't even know it. Right. So since 800, people who have been raised Muslim have been taught to hate the Jews and are not particularly fond of Christians. Anyone who is not a Muslim is a lesser human being, which of course is directly opposite what Judaism and Christianity teach. We are all born with equal intrinsic value. So how do you, like the, the question came after Israel flattens Gaza and Hamas, you still have generations of people raised to hate Jews. How do you undo? That's like trying to change someone's eye color from blue to brown. How and that gets back to my to point of, quote unquote, good Muslims in the reformation of Islam. I don't know that it's possible. I, it, I, I really don't know that it's possible. And, you know, if misery loves company, at least the Jews have company because we Roman Catholics aren't awfully popular either. I just finished watching... Uh, a series that was otherwise wonderful. It was called Lessons in Chemistry. I'm a, I'm a biologist and chemist by training. Okay. And it was about a woman who was a chemist and she just experienced discrimination because she wouldn't be given grants, et cetera, as a chemist. And you know, she suffered uh, sexual abuse at one of the at the hands of one of her professors, which is why she didn't get her PhD, but she was smarter than all the men. And mm -hmm. she found her niche in a cooking show and she used chemistry as cooking, which I find ironic because that's one of the things I love about cooking is the chemical reactions, et cetera. Okay. Uh, but they had the main driving narrative of the entire series turns out to be that one of the protagonists was an orphan boy who it turns out his parents uh, made their teenage daughter give their child up for adoption, which 
cut home for me because that's my story, right? My, I, I'm adopted, my brother's adopted, and we were adopted through Catholic Charities. Uh, but they had to portray the church not as benevolent, but no, this boy was a brilliant young chemist and he was really good at distilling and it was during Prohibition and that boy's home, that Catholic boy's home was making an awful lot of money distilling bootleg liquor. And so they told someone who was representing his biological mother who wanted to adopt him that the, he wasn't interested in you because they wanted to keep him on distilling the illegal liquor. It was just a smear. It was, it was gratuitous. It didn't drive the plot forward. And yet right. we see not only anti-Jewish, but anti-Catholic. Anytime faith is portrayed in the media, unless it's done by a Jewish organization, by a Christian organization, they have to come after us. Diane, I can only conclude that this ultimately is all satanically driven. You know, there was a time when people would say that to me, and I'd look at them with my eyes crossed. Um, starting right. COVID, I started to feel a change, uh, especially as I watched people bend the knee to false gods. I watched police take down people for not wearing a mask. I mean, horrible things that our, our government did, taking away rights. And we, well, to me, fear leads to submission. So first you make people really frightened. But lately, as I'm watching more and more, and especially after the 2020 election, that's when you begin to see the evil that's taking place, the evil people in the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA, all of our three-letter organizations in Canada and Britain. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how they got all got paid to be like this. I don't understand how mainstream media fell for this unless they're all getting paid big bucks from George Soros or Bill Gates. But there is a, this is now we are at a time, especially after October 7th, when people could dismiss the massacre. This is the time of good versus evil. And right now in Canada with Justin Trudeau, in America with Biden, evil is running the country. It really is. And I had, I've had Naomi Wolf on the show a couple oh. of times, and she said that we're fighting a spiritual battle. I agree. Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual battle being fought on the physical plane here. I like to leave people with hope. We go down some dark, twisty places on this show, Diane, but I always like to leave people with hope. And I'd like to leave them with the hope, which is where we started, was that if Donald Trump had been president, October 7th would never have happened. I, mm -hmm. I hope and pray that we have Donald Trump back yes. next year in, yes. in January of 2025, just a little more than a year from now, and yes. that we're going to be able to undo all the evil that's been done in the last three yes. and a half years and actually build upon the Abrahamic Accords, bring more yes. peace to the world and bring mm -hmm. us together more uh, united for the good of humanity. Yeah. I want to Timothy, thank you again for Timothy, coming Timothy, if tonight. I could just say this quickly, from your lips to God's ear. Thank you. Thank you very much, Diane. And I, I wish you and all my elder brothers and sisters in faith, shalom. shalom. That's it for tonight's Reckoning. Stay tuned on TNT Radio for the Havorier Moritz Show. Until next time, I'm Timothy Shea. God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs>